Yo, what's happening people? You're locked into Real Talk with myself, MP. As promised, episode 5, we're talking about Asian cultures and traditions. This one's going to be a bit controversial and um, it's going to be interesting. You know, some of the points that I've gotten like through the feedback and the questions that I've asked, it's a bit, it's a bit touch and gold, you get what I'm saying? Um, and I've brought some special guests on. And for a lot of my listeners and a lot of people, you've been asking for this for a long time. Well, I say a long time like I've been doing this for ages, do you know what I mean? But um, it's been a hot sec and we finally have made it happen. We've got Mrs. Real Talk. We've got the Mrs. on here. Like, Fredo, what are you saying? You good? Very well, thank you. Nervous? Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've had Mr. Evodia home and now we've got the Mrs. Evodia home. What are you saying, Sam? <laughs> You've got you've got the better half of the couple <laughs> now. Better half of the <laughs> yeah, better half of the business. But um, there's a specific reason I brought the two women on, and um, it's because I feel that with this particular topic, the men will see everything in a specific light. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think as women, you like come from like I mean we're we're both you know um, I mean. Me and my missus yeah. <laughs> are both from different castes. You and Yasin are from a different caste. Yeah. So I think we've got four different cultures, you know, but it's all sort of like a big mixing pot, but from different sides of the same coin. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that brings me on to my first point that I think no matter which culture you're looking at, um, we're looking at sort of boys versus girls for the most part. And I mean, like that's, that's how a lot of the time they're sort of, you know, it's, Things are divided up. Yeah, it's, it's perceived to yeah. be like, oh, boys are treated a certain way and girls are treated a certain way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So just just off the back of that, I put out a poll on my Instagram, right? That do we feel that, um, you know, boys are being treated different to girls, you know? And the majority, I think it was something like 89% of people said that, yeah, girls are being still treated different in this day and age. Now, me personally, I feel like, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit different. Do you know what I mean? I think that girls nowadays are being treated equally, if not better than boys. I think there's nowadays there's a lot of expectation on boys to be a certain way and you know be prepped for like I don't know future life. Like oh you're gonna have a wife soon and you're gonna have your own house soon, so you need to be blah blah blah. And I feel like nowadays parents are a lot more lenient with the girls, particularly like in terms of going out and being independent. You know like. Girls going out until late, she shall drive in, blah blah blah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, um, that that's me and that's my opinion, right? But what do you guys think? Obviously, you're both shaking your heads at me. <laughs> you you're just like, no, no, you get you got it all wrong. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, let's start with you. Like, <laughs> why, why do you think, do you know what I mean? Girls are still being treated differently. Um, I think that well firstly I think it's good to highlight that culture is not a bad thing I think sometimes we just focus on the bad things of um of, of our cultures but I think sometimes we have to remember that cultures are good because they what that's what makes us special that's what makes people unique um so I think that's a really good uh, point to highlight now going back to what you were saying about um you know you think that it's pretty equal about girls being out, being able to go out and things like that. I think you may feel like that because it's not been done previously. So yeah. it's not necessarily that the girls are being treated equally, or that, or, or you know, in fact, girls are treated treated 
in a more lenient way than boys i just think that girls are finally doing a lot more th- a lot more of the same things that boys do i think that's the reason maybe that you see oh my god girls are now doing this that and, and obviously it shouldn't be like that i think there's a safety aspect to why sometimes girls aren't allowed to go out at night you know obviously just generally men are physically stronger um that's not to say we don't get in like no no, no i'm not saying that, <laughs> like... that of course women are sometimes seen as vulnerable to prayer and i think that's a part of the reason why girls are still in this day and age stopped from going out at night by themselves or you know even in a group of girls so i think that um, in that sense that it's still not treated equally but like i said i feel like there, there may be some justifications for that um i think i think the there is a bridge the bridge is coming together so i think there is pressure on boys as well that you know and i think that doesn't come from families i think it comes from the partner they're marrying themselves that okay i hope you know how to do these things because if you're requesting them from me for example to cook then you should know how to do that as well i think something like cooking and i think because of the way it's been passed down from our culture it's important to note that cooking is a life skill it's not something that should be pushed upon you that you something you need to do for the people it's something that you should just know and i think that when we're teaching our kids that yeah that's the way we should teach them but don't you think that in that respect is that that boys are now being taught how to do all of these stuff and not just by the girl that they're getting married to or that they're with Mm. do you know what i mean it's that from home yeah you you know from early it's like my mom taught me how to cook to some point do you know what I mean mm. like you know I, I know people out there like if you know for my listeners Fuzo was on here not too long ago telling me about how he burnt popcorn <laughs> <laughs> like, in the microwave do you yep. get what I'm saying yep. like so, yeah. some what some lads that? know how to and that's not a dig at you Fuzo I know you're listening <laughs> but it's not a dig it's, I'm just saying it's like a lot of boys nowadays and I think there's a shift mm. there's a shift that girls are now starting to be being treated like boys you know they go out until late it's like you said that yeah they go out until late so boys can get in trouble I, I don't necessarily think i think girls defend themselves very well nowadays hmm. do you know what i mean yeah i think tying it back down to the culture aspect there is that big sense of protectiveness i think and yeah. also for women it's okay like especially with asian culture a woman's self-respect is a very 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 big thing right from your parents but also when your parents are thinking about it they're also thinking you're gonna get married you can't be going out till one, two o'clock in the morning to shisha places and mm. things like that. However, your older brother, he can come home six o'clock in the morning. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, up to an extent, you, I mean, like, in terms of stereotypes, you're talking in a sense where... It's a reputation. There's a reputation. Yeah, you know and you'll always a... carry that reputation down, I think. But don't you think It's that... not necessarily a bad thing, though. No. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a bad thing in the sense where... I suppose girls are somewhat limited to right. what boys will always be able to do, but it's a good thing in the sense where, like the the intention behind it is, they're not thinking you're a girl, I'm going to restrict you. Mm-hmm. They're thinking you're my daughter, you're precious. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I don't want you to be seen in a bad way either. But then off the well, back with, of that, with most families, yeah. But off the back of that, I mean, I get what you're trying to say, and I, I fully understand. Do you know what I mean? Both of you is that the woman's perception within our culture is like is quite definitive and they're judged upon a lot of stuff that happens within our culture do you know what i mean yeah but with you saying that is it not one of them ones where like for the man he's still got a reputation to uphold if he's out until two three o'clock in the morning every night he's going to be seen as a waste man <laughs> let's be honest do you know what i mean not don't you think so because i don't know i think as time's gone on with each generation i think it's becoming more and more normal for guys to hang out till 
late at night, I guess. So, there is like a bit of a shift in culture, would you say? I'd say there is. I mean, I mean, this is me asking you. I mean, back back home in, you know, in the village where you're from, where yeah. your family comes from, do men not sit outside at night till all hours of the morning? <laughs> No, but this is what I'm saying. So do you see what I mean? So it's not just now. It comes from from previous generations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. men have always done it, and girls are now doing it. And I think sometimes there is a bit of a persistence to prove that no, we we should be able to do it and we can do it. Okay. Do you see what I mean? So I think there's that side to yeah. it too. But I think also it's a case of as times are going on, yeah. generally, and I think given that a lot of us are being brought up in a country where it's fairly normal to be going out, socialising, yeah. you know, being independent, you know, right. for example, studying, going to uni, you know, you find loads of Asian girls are able to move away for uni as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum, yeah. she wasn't even allowed to go to college. She, she finished her, whatever the equivalent of GCSEs were back then, she finished that. She wasn't yeah. allowed to go to college. She wasn't allowed to go to uni. She would have loved to, right? But she couldn't. So a lot of restrictions. Yeah, and that all stemmed from the whole culture side, where it was obviously she was from quite a traditional Pakistani family. Yeah, yeah. So for them, it was you don't need to go to college. You need to learn how to like. We need to prep you for marriage. Yeah, we ain't yeah. prepping you for college or uni or anything like that. Yeah, there was like a one path in life. Yeah, you and I think what it was. I think I suppose with our parents having grown up in that mm-hmm. generation, maybe they've learned a lot, and they've. And I, I suppose bringing up their regrets to be ours. Yeah, and bringing up their children in this sort of uh, in this generation. Yeah. For them, it's I suppose it's kind of going with the with the new norms as well. Yeah. It's normal to allow your kids to study, go through uni. If it means moving away for uni to become a doctor. Yeah. Right. I suppose a lot <laughs> of them do are, that. They're becoming a lot more comfortable with it. Yeah. So it's interesting you guys actually say this because I put out another poll on my Instagram. I'm sure you guys seen this and the question was are we losing Asian cultures and our traditions changing now surprisingly this was split straight down the middle it was a 50 50 right and I think it's interesting what you said that back home you know from the village like my dad's in India Mm. a lot of the men do do that they stay out until god knows what time you know what I mean just chatting playing games and Blah, what have you? Drinking, drinking tea. tea, drinking tea, tea you but you know what? We drink tea here. Like shout out Jaiwala. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like we all do it. We all do it. But I think there is elements of our traditional culture which we are now bringing back here. And I think there's a difference though because back home, I feel like if the women were to do that back home, they would be majorly frowned upon. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I feel like here, when the girls do it. It's a minor because there's so many times where it's like the guys are with the girls. What yeah. the girls are telling their parents or what the guys are telling their parents is beyond me, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Two, three o'clock in the morning, you're not at your mate's house, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's like, it's one of them ones that I think there's now a shift and there's the lines are sort of being blurred between what is an old school tradition and what's now being taken as an old school and making it into our own thing. See, I think there's a huge part of the parents allowing their children to do what they couldn't do. Right. So, you know, there are some mothers out there who probably did want to just chill with their friends till one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But they weren't allowed to do that. And for them, it's, okay, we live in a country here where it's acceptable to do that. Why am I going to stop my daughter from having something that I couldn't have? 
And I think that's also what makes parents a little bit pushy sometimes in our culture. That, yeah. No, please go and do that. No, please go and go go and graduate. Please move out for uni. Go have that experience because I couldn't have it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's why we push independence on a lot of our girls nowadays in our culture because sometimes we can't rely on men because we, we can't rely on men because, you know, there's just... There's no guarantee of anything anymore. Right. And I think that because men and women, the 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 gap is e- equalising in to some extent. I think, you know, you could have a man who's gone to uni, but then on the other side, you've also got a girl who's got the same credentials as him. Right. Do you see what I mean? And I think because of that, I think parents are also pushing their kids, their girls specifically, to go and achieve exactly the same thing as their boys. So that when somebody, for example, if it's an arranged marriage, comes to see the girl, in quotation marks, yeah. it's um, the girl doesn't lack anything. Right. In fact, it's can you please tell us what you can do? Yeah, do you see what it means? It's making sure you're in the the better position, that your daughter's in the better position. Okay, interesting. You say um, arranged marriages because obviously that's uh, and the point. that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a hot topic. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like this this is one of the things that I actually wanted to discuss. Uh, one of the talking points that you know I put out and I put out a question that what would you change and what would you keep within our culture and you know li- literally what you just said that someone responded to me and this is what they had to say they go they would change the nosy aunties <laughs> right? shout out to all the daddies and masses and everyone you know what i mean i know you're going to be talking about this you know if you're listening and that so yeah if, if you're talking between yourselves it's mp.realtalk on instagram <laughs> Yeah, just hit me up. I don't care if you're a massy or a daddy. Do you know what I mean? You do that. Do you get what I'm saying? But um, yeah, so the nosy aunties is something that would change. And the judging on whether or not you're married. And I think that judginess sort of comes from like a woman's age. And I say a woman particularly because mm-hmm. let's be honest, in our culture, no one really looks at a guy's age. They could be 40, yeah. 50 something. And Absolutely. do you know what I mean? It's like, what, what they, what's that thing they say, man? Um, ticking clock like for a woman. Body oh, no, spring clock, biological that, oh, that, that thing that thing that thing uh, biological clock do you know what I mean yeah yeah obviously I think that plays Anything an important part 21 and you're a spinster <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means but yeah <laughs> right and um, what they said is that that's what they would change and I think off the back of that they responded saying that would you sort of want to discuss are marriage arranged marriages a thing of the past I think they're slowly becoming a thing of the past. Right. Yeah. I think the whole concept, I mean, between me and you and, you know, you and Yasin, um, obviously in our own relationships, it wasn't an arranged marriage. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think, I know I I speak for us, that there was sort of like hiccups along the way. And obviously the families had to do, had to understand the sort of situation. So there were two different cultures coming together. Yeah, two yeah. different cultures. And, you know, it's like, a lot of the times it's that, the, what I find quite funny is that two different cultures could be arguing about the same thing. But because they're from different cultures, it creates a problem where there doesn't need to yeah. be a problem. Now, this is directly at you, Sam, because obviously you're a Pakistani girl and Yasin is, you know, an Indian lad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Or is, is he Indian? I don't even know. His, his mum is from Malawi and his dad's from Pakistan. Right, so he's not... Well, he's Indian to some extent. So, so you know, somewhere <laughs> in his family, I'm sure there's right. a bit of Indian. Yeah, as in, in if you're listening, you're just... You're a mix and blend, right? That's what you are, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're a cocktail, bro. <laughs> but obviously, he's from a completely different background. Yeah. And a 
you know, he's got that Asian culture instilled in him because of traditions back home. Yeah, yeah. From, you know, whatever, yeah. So obviously with you being out and out, uh, you know, a Pakistani girl. Yeah. There must have been some major sort of like clashes or whatever. Do you know, do you know what? what I mean? I was surprised because when I first got engaged and obviously I first got to know, you know, my new in-laws and everything. Genuinely, I didn't think that we'd have too many culture clashes only because his dad is also from Pakistan and they have a lot of Pakistani um, cultures and like, you know, the ways that they think of certain things. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, yeah, it's not going to be too much of a difference. Right. Um, obviously, as time went on and I think generally with most people from two different cultures, I think the one time where you have the most hiccups is when you're trying to plan a wedding together. Definitely. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, I think that's where we noticed the culture clash the most. And if anything, I think that's the only time it's really affected me. Yeah. Is because, like you said, my mum had her way of doing things. His mum had her way of doing things. They yeah. could have been trying to... They probably both had the same end goal. Right. Yeah. But because they both wanted to do it their way... There was a lot of My mum wanted to do it the Pakistani way. His mum wanted to do it the Mammon way. Essentially, we were all going to end up at the same hall anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what I mean? So I think that way it can cause issues. Right. Settling into the family. um, I think there's an element of compromise. Well, there's a big element of compromise. For myself, it was a case of just understanding you have married into a different culture. Uh With Asians, gen- Asian culture in general, you marry the guy, you marry his family as well. It's, it's just part and parcel. Yeah. So you've got to kind of understand that, okay, you're going into a new family. You've got to understand that certain things are important to them. Even if you don't understand it, you just got to go with it. Yeah, I think you felt a lot like that at times where it was that, um, you know, the compromisation in particular things. Do you know what I mean? Now, obviously, when you moved into my house... Um, I'm not going to say that it was difficult in any sense but there was a lot of things that you might have done differently at home which you had to change yeah I think that when you get married to somebody from a different culture I think the smarter thing to do is to understand from the get-go that you're not going to be doing things the way you usually do them yeah, yeah, yeah. that you have to be open to understanding the way the other the other culture does things and why they do things that way and essentially you're going to be at the, at the same end goal it's just they do things in a different way and I think with a willingness it will take out a big big chunk of that confrontation yeah I think sometimes I mean I say that but at the end of the day it comes from the other side as well it has to come from the other side yeah you cannot expect it just to come from one side you can't just expect it to from, come from the girl who comes into your family has to understand the way you do everything because you have to understand that there might be things that she is not willing to compromise on. Yeah. And you have to be willing, you have to think to yourself, okay, are we as a family okay to accommodate that? You see what I mean? So it's very important that, especially in this day and age, that both sides understand that the compromise and the sacrifice is from both sides. It has to be equal. It has to be equal. Mm. Sometimes maybe it's the girl that has to compromise and sacrifice a little bit more because right. just of the nature of the the whole relationship of her getting married to a man from you know i think i think that's a lot to do with like an asian culture in yeah. general in general like... yeah no totally but i think that before there was zero compromise it's you come into our family and, and you, you do things do the things way we way. tell you and if not then you can go back home yeah um now i don't think that yeah of course it still exists but i think that some parents are still 
they understand it a bit more now, I think, because yeah. some of the mums have been in that situation where yeah. they think, okay, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want that on my daughter-in-law. So they'll still make, you know, trying to accommodate for whatever they can, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they can, for, yeah. their, for their, the new family member. I think it helps in a sense that if you know the family beforehand, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think as times are changing in our culture, what tends to happen is that the concept of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend is still frowned upon for the for the majority. Do you know what I mean? For the most part. Yeah, rightly so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that, but rightly no, so. No, but it's, it's like, it is still frowned upon. Yeah. But I think there's come a point now, and this is the way I see it, is that there's a form of acceptance that, all right, if you're going to be with this person, at least let me get to know them. Let me see yeah. what they're about and blah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I don't know, man. It's like girlfriends, boyfriends being accepted. I mean, we've all got kids here. Do you know what I mean? And... I hate this topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This particular bit. Do you know why? Because, okay, yeah. You know, Yasin and I met each other. We dated whatever word you want to use. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean I'd be comfortable with my own daughter doing the same thing. Absolutely. Right. Obviously, we're talking Asian culture, yeah, but yeah. I'm just going to say, religiously, we know we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, However, yeah, of obviously, course, each of religion course. is different. Yeah. Ours, in my, obviously, for me, my own experience, yeah, as Muslims, it's we're wrong. not allowed to have yeah. a... Yeah. It's black and white. You can't yeah, be yeah, yeah, dating. Yeah. I agree. All of that I stuff. Yeah. But like you said, there's an element of acceptance in it. Yeah. Because you've got, we've got to understand... In the especially when because our kids are toddlers, yeah. By the time they're old enough to kind of start understanding <clears> about <throat> relationships and you know getting involved with people and that sort of thing, it's gonna be so normal. Yeah. It's kind of up to us to think, okay, am I gonna be that parent that's like, no, you're never having a boyfriend, don't you dare, I don't want to hear about it, whatever, and she's gonna end up going behind my back. Right. Or is it a case of you educate her yeah. that look? It's not right. You can't be doing that sort of stuff. But if you are going to get involved in something like that, I want you to know that you can talk to me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But don't you think that this is one of them ones where it's like, you say all of this now, <laughs> but <laughs> my, wife's just look, my wife's just looking at me like, if you even think about saying that it's okay for our daughter to... Like, nah, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is that you guys obviously feel like this now, innit? And even I do, brother. I'm a dad, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like anyone try and move to my daughter, brother, I will mash you up in it. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. I mean, Yasin said, like, Yasin gets angry if she plays with boys at playgroup. <laughs> 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 He's just like, Who's that boy? why is he standing so well, close to her? Why are they hugging? Yasin's just that guy, though, isn't it? Yasin's that guy. No, but honestly speaking, it's like, this is something that you guys might be saying now. When you're put into that situation, say, in 20 years' time. Yeah. Will your views and perception change? Will it be one of them ones where it's like, you know, we're talking 20 years into the future now, man. I mean, this is a fully grown woman yeah. or or a son. You might have a son and they might bring a girl home and say, mum, dad, this is a girl that I like. So, boom, I've been with her for, you know, six, seven months and I'm dead serious about her. Yeah. Like, what would you do at that point? Obviously, we've all been in that position where it's like we were in a relationship before we got married and we had to pose that question to our parents. Do you I know think, what I mean? I think it goes back to what Sam said. It's about, I think, it's about raising your kids, educating them that it's not right and at all costs avoid it and stay away from it. Obviously, feelings are feelings and sometimes you can't help things. Um, and if it does get to that point, then again, it's educating your child that, okay, this isn't right, but it's making your child feel comfortable to come to you and tell you yeah. that this is the situation I'm in, mum. Because sometimes kids will hide it and then the situation becomes... 
unmanageable and suddenly you know you're three steps further the kids mm-hmm. three steps further in the relationship then they should be and then they're coming to you you yeah, know and kids. sometimes it's that some you know kids are kids we've all been there sometimes you're just too young and you know you think you know it all and you know no mom i know i'm doing the right thing yeah yeah and you need that parental guidance but the parental guidance can't come in a harsh way you know yeah you you do what i'm saying right now or x x y and z it's this is why i'm telling you these things you need to understand why and i think from what you're saying obviously the future and how normal it's going to be and things like that i don't think we can definitively say oh this is how i'm going to react but you'd like to think you'd react that way yeah i think that i think with all of us having you know been there done that i think we would all try and react in a more civil level-headed way and obviously uh, try and Try and make the situation not blow up, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Some, someone said to me is that what they wanted to change in our Asian culture is the merging of culture and religion. Mm. So, obviously, I think that I fully understand where you guys are coming from. I understand what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel as if a part of that is from a religious outlook. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, uh, and I'm, I'm talking from a Muslim Asian perspective, that that whole element of having a boyfriend girlfriend is just a no. Mm. But looking at other religions in the Asian culture, mm. right? Some of them are okay with it, and I'm I'm talking like Hindus, Sikhs. You know, we've got Christian Asians. We, we, you know, the, the works, mm. right? And across all of these religions, some, you know, people within those religions are still like outright no because mm. they're looking at it from a traditional aspect of. You're gonna make our family look bad and yeah. red On the flip side of that, others are a lot more modernized than the Western. And I think the lines are now starting to get blurred. So my question to you guys is the perspective that you're telling me, I fully understand, you know, from a religious standpoint, but from a cultural standpoint, is that something that you could potentially see changing? Where it just becomes the norm. And you just kind of accept it and get used to it. And if they was to come, you know, your kids were to come knocking on your door and pose a question or drop the line and say, I've been with this guy and just make it a casual thing. Do you know what I mean? I would box them up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think for me, I look at the way my mum handled it when I went to her about Yasin. Right. So for me, it's like growing up, Yeah. I grew up around... Like my mum's my mum's been a single mum, so I've not had that father figure in my life. However, I've had multiple big, beefy, angry cousins that mm. I have been absolutely breaking it. Like if 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 they ever if I ever got caught in a scenario with a boy and by one of my cousins, yeah. that's it's game over. They're my shot. Yeah. Dead. And I like they would remind me <laughs> weekly. Yeah. Don't let me catch you with a boy. Yeah, catch you sleeping. <laughs> so it's one of them where it's like, right. I I grew up absolutely like petrified that I, I can't put a foot wrong because yeah, yeah. if I do I've had it so not they, only have I had it the yeah. guy I'm with he's history so yeah. they instilled that fear into both of yeah. you yeah and likewise with my mum yeah. that I was more forget my cousins I was very scared of my cousins finding out but to be fair it was all coming from a an era, it was coming from protection that protectiveness yeah. over me but I think it's the respect that comes for your parents isn't it? yeah and I, think that... I think with my mum I was so scared of my mum finding out. Like, my mum's never hit me. My yeah, mum yeah. barely even shouted at me. Yeah. But something about my mum finding out... Just shut you up. Like, yeah, fully. <laughs> and it was one of them... I, was I think that was for you as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, obviously, the thought of your parents 
ever finding out about us being together. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, but, when I told my mum, yeah, she was so calm. She was so cool about it. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember just sitting there. I remember exactly where I sat, and I was like, "Mom, I need to talk to you." And she's like, "What's his name?" <laughs> yeah, you like, know what? what? Parents do that. Parents, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. It's like a motherly instinct, right? Because obviously, when I told my mum about you, like I just walked in and I was like, it was one of them. I think we must have only been together about a week or something. And you know, you know what? You know what it is, right? No, no, no. What it is? <laughs> it's not even like that. It's not even like that. The thing is, is that my parents, right, as traditional and as old school as they are, I think they've adapted somewhat to this like Western Western culture and they've modernized a bit. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's needed. I don't think in this country that we live in that you can live in that you know with that mentality. I just don't think it works. But as far as I remember. We was only together a week and I must have come home like smiling like an idiot, you know what I mean? <laughs> like just casual. And my mum just walks in and goes, right. So she said this in Gujarati and she just goes, right, Conte? As in like, who is it? Yeah. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And then she just goes, come on, I, I know there's a girl in it. I was like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. And then she just started laughing. She goes, all right, tell me her name, show me her picture. I'll be right oh my God, that's like, like Yasin's mum. That, I'm like, yo, relax, innit? Like, oh. <laughs> I've only known her for about a week. Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I think it's one of them ones that parents obviously have a massive influence and yeah. they bring it from back home. And, yeah. uh, what but you know what? I have massive respect for the way my mum handled it with me. Because mm. I, I was, like, it took me two months to get to pluck up the courage to tell my mum because I was that scared. But then when I spoke to her, she spoke to me, like, on a level. And she was so cool. She wasn't like, oh, an adult. he's your boyfriend or anything like that. She made it crystal clear that, okay, so you've met somebody. Yeah. Obviously, I want to meet him. I want to speak to him, see if he's the real deal or not. Yeah, yeah. And she, I think, in my opinion, I think she went about it the best way that a parent could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm honestly not just being biased because it's my mom. <laughs> but I think I would take, insp- I'd like to think I'd take inspiration from that. Yeah. And kind of follow it on, but by also being in with the times as well. So, like, when my child is old enough and I'm kind of in the same position my mum was in with me, yeah. To in the sense where she knows full well, mum's going to flip if she doesn't, if I get involved in things that I shouldn't be because, again, boiling down to religion, it's point blank, no. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. we, as parents, are going to be encouraging anything like that. However, if you do end up in a situation, I wouldn't even tell her if you end up in a situation like that, talk to me. I just want to have that relationship with her where she knows I shouldn't be doing it, but my mom's not gonna throw me out the third story window if I do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. So I think obviously as time's gone on, there's been a shift, you know, an adaptation to our culture. And I've just touched on it that a lot of parents nowadays, and I think more so with our generation, with the generation after us and after them, it's like we're becoming more and more adaptive to this western culture and the western sort of like way of doing things yeah. and what have you do you know what i mean someone basically said that respect and loyalty is dying i think that's a bit extreme <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like I, I still respect my parents do you know what i mean um thinking. yeah she is she's got a thinking piece <laughs> on but is it actually is it actually dying with the freedom that the, I think the younger like, generation have nowadays like yeah. I'm not gonna lie I had freedom to some extent but it's like nowadays bruv these kids are taking a piss in it yeah <laughs> to say I the think least it is. I think it honestly is and I think it's because everything's so much more accessible nowadays yeah it's there's always a plan B for something oh okay my mum won't let me have this it's okay I'm gonna leave the house and 
oh, you're going to chuck me out? No problem. I'm going to go to my lo- local council and tell them I'm homeless. You know, it's not straightforward as, oh, yeah, okay, here you go. Here's a house. But there's, I think they're so informed nowadays that kids feel like they're within their, within their rights to sort of be disrespectful. Yeah, I yeah. think the parent and child line has now blurred mm. to the yeah. point where sometimes, like, the, the kids just don't know the place, honestly. I mean, even when we were little, there was still a, a, an element of fear. And I don't you mean fear that I'm going to get hit. I'm still scared of my yeah, dad. Yeah, no, but yeah. this is what I mean. I don't mean <laughs> that, oh, okay, I'm going to get hit. It was just the fact that, okay, that's my mum and dad. At the yeah, end yeah, of the day, yeah. their right. word is their word. You know, yeah. like, what they say goes, basically. It doesn't matter if, my fr- if I'm yeah. going to my friends for three weeks, I'm grounded, that's it. Yeah. Nowadays, if you try doing that, your child will get out get out the house, go into their car, yeah. and they will drive to their friend's house and they will stay there for three weeks, no problem. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah, things are just way too accessible nowadays, and I think that's a huge yeah. part of why there's so much. We just had to get that look, and you yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah. you know, what, you know yeah. what the thing is, right? And, and I kid you not, right? I'm a 30-year-old man with a wife, a kid, a house, and blah. If my dad still looks at me differently, bruv, I shit myself. <laughs> no, you're in trouble. Like, for real. But and that's, I think that's, that's good. Because that shows you've still got that respect No, I do. It, it is, it is. And this is what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that it's fully dying. I think there is still an element in there with this newer generation. And, you know, like, I think it's, it's the level of maturity as well that mm-hmm. comes with it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we are the last of a dying breed, so to speak. <laughs> I honestly agree. <laughs> like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like we're we're sort yeah. of like that we're that byline, isn't it? Where we're not quite old, so we're not old school, mm. but we're not young and dumb to yeah. what I feel. And I, this is no disrespect to any of my younger, you know, listeners and the kids used today that are listening to this. I'm not digging at you at any way. But the general perception, I feel, is that there's a lot of respect being lost because the younger people just feel like they can do as they please, what they please, and no one can tell them it's nothing. that sense of entitlement. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, bro, respect is, what is it? Respect is earned, earned not given. Yeah. You feel me? And I don't know, man. I, I just generally feel like, yeah. So Someone else mentioned that more young people are going their own doing their own thing and stepping away from tradition usually for their own sanity don't get me wrong we i think we've all stepped out and done our own thing and we're still going in that direction but in that process we've not lost our sanity in any way no but i think that means that we just pick and choose parts of our culture that work for us just, yeah you see what i mean i mean nobody's going to adopt a part of their culture that forces you to do things that you don't want to do and I think that this our generation has that freedom to choose that I think we're a bit more independent both men and women and I think because of that like I said we pick and choose which parts of the culture that that we want to adopt and what we want to pass on to our kids yeah I think we leave out the more extreme measures yeah Yeah. I mean I want to say extreme but I mean the, the ones that put a lot of pressure on, on kids and yeah. things like that, you know, they, they're not good for your mental health either. And I think we leave out things like that because, you know, we've been there, we've seen things things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but we, and I think it's really important to carry culture on. I have to say that. It's really important to keep culture within. I mean, I know we keep saying and we keep referring back to we live in this country and we have to adopt, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have a choice of adopting yeah. or losing your culture. Yeah. True, Merge true. them together. But merge them in a way where they both gel. You don't have to. Like t- where you're t- respecting t- both equally. Taking the best of both worlds and making exactly. it work for your benefit. Yeah, exactly. So you, you touched on, you know, the way you bring up kids to understand the culture. 
and going back to the what would you keep what would you change um someone said keep the dad child <laughs> you just know that's a Gucci person that no that was that, you know what in fact that was Fuzo bro shout out Fuzo you know what I mean it's just the typical Gucci thing bro that DC goes down fam it is nice but... to be fam it's really good uh, you make a banging DC innit I do you've gone full Gucci mode innit yeah you get me yeah that Sunday DC lunch and then nap. it's Friday nah man we do this on a Sunday well in my household anyway we do it on a Sunday afternoon and then you nap for three hours <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's okay. just the way things are done, man. And then you wake up and you're just like, oh, sick, it's still the weekend. <laughs> well, right. you know what happens when you have DC. <laughs> For real, man. Just don't go to the cinema with your mates after. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, just yak off all in the car and that <laughs> shit. You just had to bring that up in it. Sick, man. No, but this person, uh, Fuzel said, keep the DC, but change when parents are being compared to other kids. And I think that happens a lot in our Asian culture where it's like, you know, look at Blah's so kid, look at, yeah, like yeah, that so daughter, oh, my, you know, your uncle's son is doing this, what are you doing and blah, blah. And I'm not going to lie, bruv, like, I think my parents done it to me and I think they were doing it from a motivational standpoint where it's like, they were not necessarily comparing me, but they were telling me yeah. that, oh, you could, this could be you and it, you could be doing blah, blah, blah. And it's like, obviously I was just into that messing about and just being a massive do you know what I, I mean? think it's the way it comes across as well some parents might mean it in that way but they may just come across as if they're actually comparing you yeah so it may just come across as, oh look at them look what they've achieved and you yeah. know where, look at where they are but it, i think it goes two ways it either demotivates the person and makes them think okay well you know if so-and-so's child is amazing then by all means you know you can concentrate that on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go concentrate on that one. I'm going to now do whatever I want to do because obviously I'm, I'm not living up to expectations. Or it motivates that child that, okay, right, you know what? That That's amazing. I want to I want to do that. I want to have that. And <clears throat> I think that it's really important the way we say it because yeah. it, that's, that's what gets lost, I think, in translation that I'm telling you because I want you to have that. I want good for you. Not I'm telling you because I like that child, person's child better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But I mean, don't you guys find that in our Asian society that a lot of the kids feel a lot of, I'm not going to say anger or hatred, but that type of thing. Resentment. Yeah, like towards other family members because yeah. you're, you know, that yeah. said person's parents are constantly comparing to Definitely. their cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. I so, think that was more with us growing up. Not me personally, but as in our generation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I might be wrong, but I don't think it will be as common with our children yeah. yeah no neither do I but yeah I get what you're saying I get what you're saying so uh, I think that's another thing that's sort of shifting then isn't yeah. it yeah it's another thing that's changing where it's like back in the day you used to get a lot of parents saying that oh look at blah 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 and yeah. I think now that's starting to change so are we phasing that part of our culture out for the better <laughs> I think I say so I think that some parents will take it out of anger because they want good for their child and their child can't see that and then as a last resort they're saying look at this look at this person's child yeah and I think that's the part we're phasing out I don't think I mean I wouldn't necessarily compare my daughter to anybody else because I'm happy for who she is and I'm proud of who she is yeah but that doesn't mean I wouldn't tell her about people who have done well just for that to motivate her yeah that look this this woman's gone and done this that means you can do it as well yeah, yeah. that's the only way I'd ever tell her to but go, it no, I would never I wouldn't compare her I would tell her about other people yeah. I think that's the important thing just stop comparing don't compare just tell them inform them of other people's achievements and that's it it just boils down boils down to tact yeah how you say it Ta- oh right definitely. okay you're using big words out of here, man. 
You know what it's I mean? It's only one syllable. <laughs> tact, tact, tact. I don't even know yeah. what that means it's, anymore, it's man. It's how you say it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right, okay, okay. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right, I apologise to the listeners. I swear, you know, like, I've never heard these words before in my life, innit? Tact. 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 You make me feel tact. educated, I <laughs> No, for real, man. You're probably one of the smarter ones. You're... Yeah, you're correct, man. We've got the better half on today. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he hasn't come out with some dumb stuff. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're using I can't words like wait for him to hear this. we're using words like tact. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep that. So is okay. Never mind. <laughs> right. Okay. So I've got another another dis you know discussing discussion point that I would like to bring up, and again goes to you know things that would keep things that would change, and I think this was one of the more popular questions that I put out there because I got quite a fair few responses. Keep the clothes, keep the jewelry, and keep the food. So all the good things, do you know what I mean? Like all the bling, like us Asians, like yeah. you've seen that like, Asian weddings, innit? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like walking Welcome into, yeah, for real, man, it's different. It's different. Um, obviously, Asian food in general, it's just, I don't think it can be beat. I love Asian food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my favourite cuisine. Yeah, yeah same, it's same. Not, not going to lie, if you don't like Asian food, particularly if you are an Asian, like, what are you doing? In the, yeah, yeah, in the words of Yasin, look look in the mirror and slap yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. For real. But um, the clothes, the jewellery and the food. Keep that. Understood fully. I appreciate that. This is more so for you two. Because obviously you've been there, you've done it, you've had to do it. You know, whether it was for a short short period or for a long time. What are you going to say? What am I going to say? Living with in-laws. Living with the in-laws. <laughs> Living with the in-laws. So, obviously, I know that a lot of girls in our culture, um, traditionally, it was just, when you get married, the expectation is you go and live with your in-laws, it. I feel there's been a massive, massive change. Yeah. Where now, it's, if we get married, I want my own place. I don't want to be living with your parents. Mm. I want blah. I want this and I want that. And there's a lot of emphasis on the point. I mean, I personally still don't see anything wrong with living with your in-laws. Obviously, if you're looking to bring up your own family and whatever, I feel like space can be an issue. And that's one of the parts that plays in this whole sort of subject. But you girls have obviously lived with your in-laws, right? How did you find it? And what type of advice would you give to someone who is being put in that position where it's like, you've got no choice but to do it do you know what I mean so I don't know man it's just one of them do you know what I lived with my in-laws for just under a year right when I first got married and it was it was tough I'm not gonna lie because of the fact that I've gone into a brand new house brand new surroundings brand new culture like everything was new to me yeah I got to know my in-laws for a good I think just say a year and a half to two years before moving in with them yeah but you know when you actually live with somebody it's a completely different kettle of fish it's so different also obviously adapting to living with yasin yeah that, <laughs> that was no i'm joking that was obviously a you know i feel like we're adding yasin a lot today <laughs> yasin i'm wow. sorry bro i'm sorry man no you know how generally they say the first year of marriage is always the hardest anyway because yeah. you're you're learning so much about each other Likewise, when you live with your in-laws, you're both having to learn so much about each other as well. Yeah. Hand on heart, I've had the same opinion before getting married, whilst living with my in-laws, and even now after moving out, where, especially if you're from a different culture, like for myself, yeah. 
I would strongly recommend it. If the space, if you've got the space, I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that the best way to learn about each other properly is by living with them. And personally, I don't feel that there's anything wrong with living. Like you yeah, know, yeah. a lot of girls are like, I ain't living with your parents. Yeah, like, true, true. like it's a derogatory thing. True, true. I don't see it as a bad thing at all. Yeah. And and in all honesty, if, if the space thing wasn't an issue, mm. like. I wouldn't mind living with them. However, when I say space, I think for everybody to remain sane and to not step on each other's toes and wind each other up and where you end up at loggerheads, you need literally like your own kind of living arrangements within the same house, if that makes sense. So you need to make sure you're having your own personal space properly. Yeah. They're having their own personal space properly as well. If you can't do that, then it's best you don't live with them because you're only going to end up really annoying each other and end up disliking each other. Tact. Yes. Tact. <laughs> but um, you know what? You actually mentioned that obviously you pick up a lot and learn from a lot. And you told me this just the other day that staying with my mum taught you certain things that you might have not done. Yeah. So what I said to you obviously was that knowing that I'm marrying somebody that's not of um, the same culture as where I come from. I was I wanted to learn the kind of food you eat, the kind of things you like, the way you guys do things because I know that that's what you enjoy. So I know that's what makes you happy. So I was like, right, okay, I want to know how to make dal chow. <laughs> and you know, Shout out to DC again, and man. all of this, then you know, whatever, whatever. But I wanted to know it all because I knew that then I can obviously give all of that to you if one day we move out, which obviously we did. Yeah, yeah. And I think that. Um, if you are going to live with your in-laws, that is a big point. You can't expect to live with your in-laws and then hide out in your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need to be willing to socialise and go into the kitchen and ask questions and, you know, be really inquisitive about what they're doing and why they do those things. It's all well and good knowing what they do, but why do they do it? Yeah. You know, things like that. And sometimes there's no answer. It's just the way things have been done. But, you know, things like that, I felt like I learned a lot off your mum. Yeah. Um, and I think I still do. I think she still tells me about, you know, things from back home and she still tells me about, you know, this is the kind of food we used to hear and there. And I really enjoy it because I, I want to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it because I want to know and I think that's the reason she continues to tell me. Um, but I think I think there has to be a huge willingness to want to know. You have yeah. to be able to. I think that's a huge foundation of it, make, it, it being it, able to work. I think it has to come from both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think with a lot of, um, like, I don't want to stereotype mother-in-laws because mm. to be fair, like, you know, touch wood, I get on great with mine. Like, yeah, yeah. I literally love her like my own mum. But it's also this, it's, it comes, I think with a lot of mother-in-laws, it's a, it's a sense of insecurity, I guess. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I, your mum, yes, enough. But like, um, as in like, for them, it's like, who's this new girl that's come into my house, yeah. taking over my kitchen, taking over my son. So it's, yeah. sometimes it can come across like that. And then with a girl, if she's getting those vibes, it yeah, can be yeah. a bit of, hang on a minute, I've moved into your house, why are you not making me feel welcome? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. true. However, true. I think if they both show love to each other from the beginning, where the, where the mother-in-law makes her feel welcome in her own home, and mm. the girl shows her gratitude for being made to feel welcome in, in their home, yeah, I think it, it, can, it can't go wrong. Yeah. I don't see how you could get issues from that. I think it's about compromisation from both sides. I think it's about wanting 
the other person to be feel safe and happy where they're living from both sides. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want to go into a, a um, into Indo's house like a bully in a china shop. Say, right, this is what I'm changing, and we're not doing things like yeah. that anymore that because causes... I married your your son. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you don't want your mother-in-law to be like, right, okay, this is how we do things in our house. You can't Except tell me otherwise. Or see you later. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. But I mean um, that. But having said that, there is also the other side of it where somebody's mother-in-law could say to them no that's fine this house is like your own house treat it as your own house but then you don't feel like you can because at the end of the day you know that that's not your own house it's like that if person if that makes sense yeah that like person. that that same mother-in-law waited to have her own space to yeah. be able to do things the way she wanted to do them yeah, yeah and yeah. then you're in that position does that make sense because i think there's lots of sides to it it's um, very delicate isn't yeah. it? and i think that i think that each family's so individual each couple's individual i think everything all situations are so individual that you just can't generalize on this topic there is just no way no right or wrong way so i mean in-laws doesn't necessarily just have to be parents yeah i'm talking about brother-in-laws sister-in-laws obviously they have an influence on the way things are done and i think off off the back of that it goes down to the same thing that you know um we're, we're blessed in that sense that everyone in our house gets on do you know what I mean? On, on both sides of the family, that all the in-laws, brothers, sisters, me with them, you with mine, whatever, everyone gets on. And I think it is that understanding that, you know, there's someone new in the house and things are going to change naturally and you just kind of accept it and you just move with it. And I think it helps. I think it helps massively yeah. when, you know, the siblings are trying to make the new person in the house, which is usually the, the woman moving in, with her husband and his family do you know what I mean so I'm just going to move away from that I think that's a very sensitive it's a very <laughs> controversial topic do you know what I mean and I, and I guarantee you the women listeners out there um, if, if we have said something or anything to offend or to make you feel otherwise then that wasn't the intention you know I, yeah, it's, it's, it's just the opinions and I'm sure that you guys have got your own opinions which if you do feel free to message me and just let me know that oh you said this and blah 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 you know what I'll be happy to take that criticism, do you get what I'm saying? So, we've talked a lot about in-laws and what have you, right? And we've talked about kids and the way that you bring them up. Now, I'm, I'm going to try and sort of keep this one short and sweet to the point because I think it's one of them that we could sit here and literally talk about it forever, right? Stereotypes, the way that stereotypes are implemented into our Asian culture. And by stereotypes, I mean... The way that women and girls are taught how to be wives and mothers from a young age. Are boys being taught the same, but obviously as a husband and a father. Do you know what I mean? In this day and age, (laughs) (laughs) you're both nodding your head. No, I actually, I think so. You reckon? I think, yeah. Okay. From my experience, I fully think so. Only because... For me, growing up, yeah. one thing my mum never did is, I know a lot of my friends from the age of like 10, 11, 12, they were in the kitchen learning how to make rotis, you know, watching their mums cook. So by the time they were 16, finished school, mm. they were fully domesticated in the kitchen. I wasn't. I, I think I first learned how to make pasta about 16, 17, in all honesty. Um, and the funniest thing was when my mum used to shout at me for being lazy, yeah. her main line was, I never make you do anything. And I was like, but that's on you, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair, but fair. Um, yeah, so like with my mum, one thing she always wanted was for me to 
be a child. Let me be a child and a teenager. Just enjoy your childhood. When the time comes for me to learn how to cook, clean, whatever, yeah. I'll do it. And for me, genu- genuinely, I learned how to cook properly, like biryani, curries, all of that sort of stuff. After I got married, right. lived with Yathan's parents, yeah, yeah. and bless my father-in-law, shout out Pops, he used to be in the kitchen after I've cooked, scraping the black pots for Yo, me. big man team. <laughs> Honestly, bless him, every single time. And that's how I learned to cook. Yeah. Now Yathan grew up watching his dad, who is generally a very domesticated person. He goes out, does the shopping, he knows how to clean the house like he can do anything that you really want him to do he yeah, takes yeah. he takes pride of like in cooking things like he makes a killer chili prawns yeah. dish and i love it what yasin yasin's dad oh right okay i was about to say so yasin, yasin don't even like prawns no <laughs> so this is my father-in-law and i feel like yasin's looked up to him yeah. growing up and obviously watching his dad do like you know be in the kitchen you know, make breakfast every Sunday morning, go to the market every Saturday, get all the fresh fruit and veg, do the food shop, that sort of thing. For him, it's it's embedded in him now, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. So growing up, and obviously since, you know, growing up, getting married, moving into his own home, he does all of that. He's, yeah. he's kind of carried on what he's seen his dad do. So every Saturday, he does the food shop. I feel He that. helps me with the cleaning, he helps me with the layout. Yeah. So I think there is an element of, of equality, but it depends on each household and... Yeah. you know how you're brought up and what what you grow up seeing true true i agree with that i mean i see my dad do pretty much exactly the same you know what i mean the helping out around the house and whatever and i try to take it upon myself and <laughs> like, I cook and clean. No, you do. Waiting for that. You, know, you do. That no, 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 no. no, you do. <laughs> In fact, I shout out. To, I'll tell anybody that. I'll listen what my husband does. Yeah. But um, no, I think I have a not a different view, but. I do, I do have something else to add to it. So I think that, yes, I think that boys are, I wouldn't say they're being taught, no. Right. That's the wrong word. They're not being taught, okay, so when you get married, you need to know how to cook. So come here and let me teach you how to make chicken curry. No, it's, they see their parents do it. And then I think a lot of boys nowadays have the interest. Before it was, why are you interested in cooking? That's a woman's place. Can you get out of the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Now it's, oh, you want to know? Come on, come and give me a hand. So I think that's um, an important part. Um, and I also think that, like I said, boys want to do it. And I think some girls demand it. So yeah. if you've been in a relationship with somebody, the girl may say to you that, okay, that's fine, when we get married, just to let you know that, you know, these days I'm cooking and these days you are. You know, things like that. So I think there's um, all sides to it. Um, I think there's still a lot on, on girls um, within our culture, a lot, of, um, a lot of pressure put on the fact that they need to know how to cook. Like I said, it's a life skill. You shouldn't know how to cook anyway. Yeah. You, don't, you shouldn't be cooking for a purpose. You know, you should just be surviving. You should know how to <laughs> yeah. cook. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think sometimes people are put off it because it's forced upon them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to like what Sam said. Her mom wanted her to be a child, and when the time came, she would know how to cook. And I yeah. think that's it. Like with a lot of people I know, there's girls that are married now that have been married for about a year or two, and they aren't fully confident in cooking. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because they're trying. Now they know that, that yeah. they want to try and they want to know how to do that. They do that. But there is still a lot on girls that know uh, what are you going to feed your husband yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you're not doing it and i think sam said she made a really important point the first thing her mom would say to her is i don't ever make you do anything yeah. in a lot of households the first thing the parent says to the girl is what are you going to do when you get married yeah yeah, yeah. do you see what i mean so True. there's a huge difference in 
in, in the way the things are reacting to. Mum, I hope you're listening to this because I am bigging you up <laughs> so much. Shout, shout out to all the mums, is it? Shout out to all the mums. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's a huge um, difference in that as well. It's the way you, you raise your kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, to, and I think the most important thing is with all parts of our culture, if you first tell them the benefits of it, the good parts of it, they'll learn to love our culture and they won't want to move away from our culture. Yeah. They'll want to embrace it. True. 100%. Things True. like that. And I think that's how culture gets passed down. I think the times of forcing culture down your children's throats is over. Yeah. And it's about, that's what I mean when I say we pick and choose the parts we like and that's what we pass down. And it's the method of passing it down. Yeah, yeah. You know, our food is amazing and you teach your kids how to make that food in a nice, loving way. Yeah. They will love it and they'll carry it on. True. 100% True. agree with that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that as well. I think that we need to. I think that's one of the things that needs to stick around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Educating mm. our children, you know, the newer generation in a more nurturing way rather than, yeah. like you said, shoving it down their throats and, yeah. no, it has to be done like this and, blah, 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 do you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of shit yeah. just pisses everyone it's off. Like you know said at the beginning, cultures, the culture that you come from, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It shouldn't be seen as a, as a bad thing. If you're. If you say, oh, my family are cultural, yeah. why do people say it as a negative? It should be a positive. True. But if it is a negative, we can figure out how to make it a positive for the next generation. Yeah. I don't want our culture to go. True. Very much agree with you. So literally one last thing that I want to touch on is we've spoken a lot about families, we've spoken about tradition, where it comes from and all of that stuff. And I think we spoke about it very, very briefly at the very beginning that family reputation is a big thing in Asian culture, particularly in the sense of like, you know, when you get married, people look into the background of the opposite's family. And I feel like sometimes ultimately that's where the decision is made that no, this family is a bag of shit or this family is great. And I think that's absolutely wrong because you're not judging this person based on their family. Do you know what I mean? So my question to you guys, and this was something that was asked to me. Do you think family reputation in Asian culture still holds its weight? Yes. Yeah. 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 And do you think that is because of the way that it's always been? Because I personally think that yes, it holds its weight. But, you know, if I was ever put in a position where my kids were looking to get married and if that person's family was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I'm not talking immediate family. I'm talking like, you just know... Just Yeah, just the wider... I mean, like, aunts, yeah, Asian culture. Like, yeah. you're looking into aunts, cousins, third removed, fourth <laughs> added. Do you know what I mean? All of this malarkey, yeah, yeah. right? And it's just like, it's so irrelevant because like, they're not even going to... Like, yeah, mm-hmm. anyway... Obviously, if their immediate family seems to be good, I'm talking like, you know, parents and... The, yeah, and all of that stuff. I don't see an issue with, like, that family might have a bad rep on a bigger scale. Yeah. But do you know what I'm trying to say? I think there is still um, huge... I think people do still look at the, the reputation of families because I think part of it is because our generation does carry it on. So I think the person who's looking to get married themselves will obviously know from their friends or, or, or acquaintances or the circles they move in that, okay, I know what this family's about, you know, so-and-so had this experience with them or so-and-so had a positive or negative experience with them. And I know that that sort of gives me a, not a guarantee, but an idea as to how I might get treated. And I think that's 
part of a like a safe thing that oh, okay I know that that's, that may happen with me so I'm just going to go with that or like they hold a lot of weight in the community yeah, or yeah. you know they're financially well off or things like that it doesn't mean to say that just because someone, someone some family has all of those things yeah. that you're necessarily going to have a positive experience you know True. but I think that our generation does carry it on by looking at those things because I think that going back to your first question of arranged marriages um, they still happen yeah. And I think people of our generation choose for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. They ask their parents, could you look at... And they don't happen necessarily the same way. They aren't arranged that, you, okay, you know, you see each other on your wedding day. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. okay, let's let's spend time with each other, things like that. Yeah, I think that's an so aspect that of it's kind of changed. Yeah, the initial yeah. traditions happened, but now let's carry on and spend time with each other and get married. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think that, I think things like that, that sort of helps some engage some of these reputations. I think that it still carries on right now in our generation. Cool. Right, okay. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. It's that like I said, this is one of them topics that... You could go on forever. Yeah, yeah, we could legit just speak until the end of time. Do you know what I mean? Um, to my listeners, I do apologise if I've not managed to get your question in. Obviously, this has been probably one of the longer episodes that I've done. Um, if there's been anything that you said to me, feel free to still message me. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll do my best to reply. I'll put it up on the story and everything. Um, just want to thank the both of you for coming on. You're welcome, we enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I actually really enjoyed that. No, that's good, that's good. Hopefully, we get you back on in like future episodes. Do you know what I mean? Yasin, you're fired. <laughs> hey, MP's hey. got a new bestie. Nah, nah, Yasin, don't worry, bro. I got, like I, I got you. I got you. But um, this goes to anyone, any of my listeners. If you want to get involved, if you want to get yourself on the show, if you want to, if you've got a topic in mind that you are passionate, want to speak about, just get in touch on my Instagram. Um, at mp.realtalk and we'll try and set something up we'll arrange it you know and we'll, t- we'll take it from there man honestly speaking I'm open to literally talking about anything um, so thank you all for listening thank you all for tuning in and keep sharing the page keep you know listen subscribe save share flipping I, I don't I still don't know it <laughs> I, mean, I still don't know it and uh, yeah once again that's mp.realtalk And just stay blessed, people. Stay blessed.